Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Matthew Grant here, CEO of Instec, and welcome. Now, we're all aware of the challenges when supply chains come under pressure, blockages in the Suez Canal, wars in Ukraine, and things like that. Very hard to understand how to price those accurately, and many of those go uninsured. This week, Henry Gale is talking to Jan Barabut, CEO and co-founder of Autonomy, about his insurance product, or the company's insurance product, built to cover supply chain delays for third-party logistic companies and freight forward. I think you're going to enjoy this one. In the meantime, if you want to know what we're up to at Instec, you can find everything we're doing www.instec.co. A few more events in July, and then we're wrapping up for August, and we've got a very busy schedule coming up in September. So if you're planning to come over to London and would like to join us, maybe even get you on stage, please do let us know. Hello at instec.co. Okay, here's Henry and Jan. Yeah, and welcome to the Instec podcast. It's great to have you here. Hi, Henry. Thanks a lot for having us. Thrilled to be a part of this uh, episode. Great. Well, uh, you're the co-founder and CEO of Autonomy, founded in 2020, and you're focused on parametric insurance products for the cargo sector. And we'll talk about what that means very shortly. But but you've raised more than $4 million in funding, and you've recently launched one of your air freight disruption insurance products with backing from Greenlight Re as well. So I want to start with your own personal background. How did you come to found Autonomy in the first place? What were you doing before that? Uh, so 20 years ago, in 2003, I moved to the U.S. for my first job, and I worked at a number of banks, financial institutions, brokerage firm in capital markets, risk management, and technology in Wall Street and in New York in general. And my passion has been anything that's to deal with global trades, commodities tradings, and uh, risk management as the overarching theme. In 2017, I joined the ventures arm of a large Fortune 500 company in Wall Street, essentially joining the innovation team. And I got involved in a number of things. Look at the state-of-the-art emerging techs, Web3, smart contract, machine learning to improve financial product and launch new instruments. And second, dealing with a number of deal flow in fintech, insurtech, and then that's where I came across parametric insurance product that I found very fascinating for two reasons. The first one is I always thought that this is the adjacent market of the financial derivative in Wall Street into the insurance market, very similar to options, swaps, and whatnot. But the second observation, which is even more glaring, while you compare to a $100 trillion market in finance, really it's about $20 billion in insurance. So I immediately see the tremendous opportunity of growth for parametric products. You know, I decided to jump ship in 2020 and build my own product in the parametric space. You mentioned parametric insurance there. I mean, regular listeners to this podcast will have heard of that concept, is when you have insurance payouts that are triggered by events rather than based on an assessment of loss. And as you mentioned, that's quite similar to a financial derivative because financial derivatives, again, can trigger payouts to those who've purchased them based on different events and it pays out based on an index. And we're going to talk about what that means for the supply chain market specifically in a second, but you're specifically targeting third-party logistics companies and freight forwarders with autonomy. What is the problem that they face that your company exists to solve? It's very clear that the past couple of years after the onset of the pandemic, 
this being in humongous amount of dislocation in global trade, supply chain, transport, shipping. And that essentially emphasized the pain points that those uh, supply chain players are suffering on a day-to-day basis. The long story short is people are actually self-insured when it comes to any losses arising from cargo delays. Right now, the insurance contract in place, so cargo, traditional policies, stock throughput, and whatnot, are excluding delay coverages. So on that basis, we saw the opportunity to offer something this currently not available to be purchased and also in high demand because everybody has some sort of liability, financial risk, losses due to cargo shipment delays. To get into more detail, the three PLs, so third-party logistics, freight forwarders, and brokers in the space usually are compelled to offer the best insurance product, insurance policy, and the white labeling model to their end customers. So that could be exporters, importers, shippers, and clients, pharma companies, heavy machinery, automotive manufacturers, you name it. They all need some sort of delay protection. And logistics companies, when they look at our products, they look at it as a profit center because they can upsell their insurance offering with a delay coverage that didn't exist before. In terms of those disruptions that have happened in the last few years, I mean, we've seen the pandemic, we've seen geopolitics affecting supply chains. We've also seen sort of random events like the ever-given cargo ship running aground in the Suez Canal in 2021 for six days, which sort of captured the world's attention. Give us a sense of how an event like that or the sort of interruptions that you're insuring against affect companies in the supply chain. What sort of losses are they facing that they need coverage for? I'm glad that you are mentioning that specific example because that was a light bulb moment for us. The uh, canal in Egypt with uh, the ever given vessel being stuck for over a week, but really had rippling effects internationally in the tune of dozens of billions of dollars of net losses has been felt dramatically. For people, that's been like an eye-opener in terms of when you need it most, you find out that delays are completely excluded and you left off with a number of uh, financial risk, losses that are uncovered and underinsured. So that can be a business interruption and income losses, wages that being overspent, you know, truck driver or staff in the operations that's sitting idle, property damage, diminishing values of assets, there's a long list. And the beauty of the product is we are essentially agnostics in terms of the use of the claims proceeds because we want to make sure that the end clients, importer, exporters, can benefit from financial relief when they need it most. So I guess it depends on the type of company as to what sort of loss is going to be biggest for them. And then whatever it is, you're able to pay out. How does that parametric aspect of it work? What is the index that triggers a payout to the company that's being insured? What's very compelling about the product that we put into market is we're not in the business of just repeating natural catastrophe, climate and weather, parametric products that being seen and utilized for niche markets are parametric delay product actually solely gears towards the duration of the shipment and whether the shipments arrive at ATA, so actual arrival time versus ETA. 
plus 12 hours, right? So that's a very simple math logic that we offer to the clients. Everybody gets it in two seconds. And that gives a huge amount of uh, transparency to the process because this is a non-disputable aspect of the shipment. When the delay trigger is activated, the claim is being settled within 24 hours and no question asked, right? So we make it extremely transparent. We're getting rid of the opacity and we want our commercial narrative to fit the client pain point. And so pretty much whatever has caused the delay, you're able to trigger that payout because you know it's been delayed by so much. I'm sure there'll be some people listening who will think, how can you model all of the possible events that could lead to a delay? I'm sure we could talk for a long time about that, but could you give us some insight into that? Marine cargo logistics are by nature very international markets. The air freight market is like 75% international. There's some domestics, which is about 25%, but usually gears towards import-export. So the weather factor, severity of certain climate events, and any type of volatility induced on transportation due to those factors is important, no doubt about it. But we didn't try to cherry-pick certain weather factors that we want to protect in order to essentially like fluidify the transportation and liability reimbursement. What we did is look at a historical trade pattern in the um, cargo and freight terminals operations and essentially measure and run a full statistical and predictive analytics so that we can actually learn the type of risk profile we have to deal with to underwrite, but also what kind of loss ratio we want to target and remain profitable for our underwriting partners behind it. What's even more exciting now, there's a lot of initiatives in Gen AI. We have a machine learning model in place. We are kind of testing out a few hypotheses in order to make it even more performing. We believe that the data aspect of uh, how we can actually produce better pricing for the customers, better risk management practice for our underwriters, is going to be more and more our focus going forward. You've come a long way over the last couple of years. One of the things you did was you were part of the Lloyd's Lab Accelerator program. You were in cohort eight last year. Tell us what you achieved while you were in the Lloyd's Lab. Yeah, that was exactly one year ago. We had a product in place, legal terms, pretty much drafted in few relationship in place, but not completely finalized. And really what happened during the three months experience in London at the, at the Lloyd's building, we cemented our footprint with underwriters, syndicates, carriers, brokers, and innovators in space, having, I think, north of 80 qualified meetings during those three months with the best experts in marine cargo and uh, innovation to get us to craft the right narrative for clients to be buying our product, but also for our underwriters and syndicates to be convinced this is the right product for them as well. And along that path, we're uh, very glad and very grateful to, to have Greenlight as a mentor. So Greenlight re we actually started a syndicate at Lloyd's about 18 months ago. was essentially there saying, listen, we have some capital for innovation. We want to be part of this adventure. Let's work together. So we, building, we were building that relationship early in 2022, and that accelerated through, thanks to the lab. 
We managed to sign our contract agreement with Winlight, which was happening between the end of 22, early 2023. What's even more interesting is because this is internationally recognized innovation track program that allowed us to essentially attract some interest from VCs and investors at the same time. So we uh, took advantage of the momentum that we were building at Lloyd's and we managed to raise a seed round of 3.4 million in October. That round was led by ATX Ventures, Austin, Texas. They're very big in uh, supply chain, insure tech, and Web3. With that money, we've been uh, growing, accelerating. The word accelerator always applies to the Lloyd's Lab because you asked someone what they did with that eight weeks, and it's an extraordinary list. And it's, it's great to see that that's had such an effect on your business. And I'm glad you mentioned Greenlight Re as well. I think we had the Greenlight Re Innovations team in one of our recent podcasts that people can listen to to learn more about their strategy and what's leading them to back startups like you. I just wanted to go back on something you said earlier there, which was you got the chance to speak to lots of marine cargo underwriters at Lloyd's. They've been doing this for a very long time. But you're proposing a product which isn't part of existing cargo insurance coverage. How did they respond to the product that you wanted to offer? The general reception and feedback from marine cargo underwriter has been positive. Right. It was more often than not a light bulb moment saying, well, listen, you know, I've been hearing about cargo delay for as far as when I started working at Lloyd's. And it's been a question mark for everyone. People were very glad that we were coming pretty strong with that thesis and trying to push for it. So cargo delay exists in very like niche form within specific products such as delay startup or TDI trade disruptions, insurance, they are very hard to adjudicate. They have a lot of provisions. The fact that we're going parametric and very simplified is is a game changer to their standpoint and to the client standpoint. So after your participation in Lloyd's Lab, as you mentioned, you closed a funding round $3.4 million. What did you do with that funding and how has that impacted your growth Number one priority on the agenda was to source talents to complement our skills. We went on a full four to five months journey sourcing the four individual very senior talents that we managed to hire. So two on data engineering and machine learning and two on the business side. Maya, our director of operations coming from Stanford, fintech and sales and operations in Wall Street. And finally, Charlie, our head of sales and brokerage. Charlie's coming from three decades at Lockton, Gallagher, Hayes, Risk Strategies, and many others from transportation logistics angle to help us kind of converting this technology shiny object into something that's much more marketable into the traditional space. And then with that, we also beef up our marketing and sales strategy. We're organizing a panel event in New York with over 100 people, eight companies as panelists and keynote speakers. So all that is investment for us to create more visibility, create more interest into the parametric product in supply chain, and also trying to create more connectivity with the market. And at the same time as all of that, you've been finalizing your partnership with Greenlight Re and going live with your product. I mean, tell me a bit more about how that process has looked like over the last few months. 
this journey in terms of essentially getting our products signed off and approved by Lloyd's has been an interesting adventure. As you can probably imagine, the underwriting and the loss ratio, expense ratio analysis was done up front last year. So in terms of the key performing metrics of our algorithmic underwriting, our pricing model, our risk framework was essentially validated from our underwriters. Now, to be very frank, as every new product class, it comes with a whole toolkit of complexity in terms of implementing it. That's why when we graduated from cohort number eight in July, it still took us maybe nearly like four to five months to finalize everything. Fitting you know, certain terminology, concepts, pricing, underwriting guidelines within the Lloyd framework, trying to understand our shipment-based insurance can fit into annualized policies and overall cargo program. The other aspect that was discussed, essentially saying, okay, this cargo stock throughput annualized policy in existence for property damage and other liabilities, how does that fit with that framework? Well, the short answer is like we are supplemental, right? So we are a DIC, difference in condition. So supplemental or complement insurance on an existing product that has some level of extra cost, but really the added value on the business side and the value for the customer is so tremendous that people see the value to actually incorporate it. So how are you distributing the product? Are you going through brokers? Yeah, we, we have several distribution channels. We want to incorporate or kind of embed our cargo delay within existing cargo traditional policies. That's one of the ways of doing it. We can also offer as a one-off. Wholesale and retail insurance brokers are our main partners. So the big three or four, we have also like specialized wholesale and specialized retail, which essentially manage a bunch of transportation, logistics, verticals. What we believe is also like very exciting is to talk to their parametric practice leaders. They help us essentially disseminate the product knowledge internally and eventually goes to the producer, which are the operator and eventually like the salesperson that could be selling to end clients. That's one channel. The other channel is like talking to logistics companies. I don't mean like sell direct to logistics, but a number of logistics companies have risk managers and insurance managers embedded and incorporated within their financial structure. And they... Uh, essentially are the decision maker in terms of what insurance policies and contract they want to buy. And because they're so close to the pain point they're trying to resolve, those conversations are actually going a long way because we learn the nitty-gritty of their day-to-day operations. And they also can teach us about some of the things that we missed into our product features and we can essentially revert back to our underwriters to improve the product functionality and, and whatnot. So that's the second. The third one, which is a little more of a wish list, but we have early conversation with a number of players in the space, is embedded insurance, Flexport, Web Cargo, Project 44, and a number of digital-enabled freight forwarders, sell shipping costs, shipping transport, financing, and why not insurance in one click. So we can essentially multiply our channel of distribution, getting very close to the point of sales, and servicing the pain point of the customers. So since going to market, what have you learned and what have you found from the supply chain industry's reception to this type of coverage? One of the things we learned, they quite don't care about parametric. First, 
it sounds pretty esoteric for them. They don't quite connect the dots on what that means. It's an important feature of the product as an insurance expert. That's correct. But for the end clients, what matters is what kind of value adds they can extract from our product. And really, we went through a full 180 degrees in terms of our commercial narrative, leaving the parametric as a claim trigger mechanism, which is almost like the uh, internal gearings. But really what's front and center for the, the end clients is the financial risk that they're protecting with us in the case of cargo delay. Business interruption, income losses, extra expenses, wages, line stoppage, contractual obligation fees and penalties, liquidation damages, and other diminishing values and property damages. All this are the kind of problems and pain points those logistics and shippers are suffering on a day-to-day basis because of delays. And that's what they want a protection for. And if we do it parametric, great. But at the end of the day, they just want to see the money back on their account. I think that's a common theme we're seeing across parametric insurance. It's really only going to be successful if it's solving a real customer need where they wanted insurance for something, but they can't get it or the product wasn't out there for whatever reason. So in terms of your business model, using capacity from different underwriters at Lloyd's, does that make you an MGA or how does that look like? We are a tech-enabled MGA model, right? So we do operate, automate a lot of the rate, quote, by an issue type of process. Claims is also like fully, you know, streamlined and expedited. But really, we are a program manager, right? So acting as an MGA, facing surplus line producers and retail agency in the U.S. to sell, but really managing the product on the behalf of the Lloyd Syndicate. Greenlight is our leads underwriter and capacity provider at Lloyd's, but we also like to manage to secure um, other partner on the back end as uh, reinsurance. So we have Apollo underwriting, one of the biggest syndicates in London. We have RLI based out of uh, Chicago, which is one of the largest US carriers. And we also have ICW out of the US in terms of a reinsurance and capacity providers. So you started with air freight what's next and tell us a little bit more about why you started there yeah so our product is live in air freight air cargo air cargo is between five to ten percent of traded volumes globally so it seems to be a small market but on average it's something around 50 to 60 percent us dollar value transported so what that tells about that market it is high premium value customer-critical, time-sensitive cargo that are extremely emotional for people to make sure that they're going to arrive on time. So the product market fit exists for that matter, right? But having said that, we have global perspective and ambition. uh, So we're already looking at potential expansion to ocean and ground tracking, right? So which are the two bigger volume generators in the global transportations. We said embedded insurance within cargo platform is interesting for distribution, but it's also interesting for us to get access to data, right? So we are actually working with a number of logistics real-time tracking platform, which are multimodal. So they do air, they do ocean, they do tracking, they do rail, and they track end-to-end. And with that data, we can essentially manufacture more products that's going to be essentially servicing the exact pain point of the clients 
that are using the platform. Not only do we sell the right air product, but we can learn about the ocean leg, the tracking leg, and then create the right pricing, essentially narrow down and zero in on the right you know, route and shipping type of transportation that they focus on and service the exact needs of the market on that basis. And I really like that perspective on embedded insurance, which is that it's not just a distribution channel, but it's also an opportunity to provide a new source of data to underwrite a sort of insurance that wasn't out there before. And I know there are other startups, including those that have been through the Lloyd's Lab, like Kana, that are looking to do that in different business lines as well. So, Jan, we're very grateful to have Autonomy as a member of Instech. Tell us why you work with Instech. Um, so that goes back to 2020, actually, when I met uh, Matthew for the first time. I was uh, a panelist around Terametric with Matthew and other experts in the space. It definitely struck me as something absolutely amazing what Matthew and the rest of the team was like, putting together in terms of creating awareness in London, but really globally now around intratech initiatives, parametric specifically, and how incumbents and established players should be like paying attention. You, Henry, and I, you know, kind of uh, crossed path and we started to having like a uh, commonality in terms of uh, conversation. And um, right around the uh, fundraising, it seems very clear to us that we wanted to take a more active role into the community at Instac, really accelerating our marketing, our magnitudes globally, getting introduction to experts in the space, um, also to have deep dive analysis in terms of certain sector-based type of research paper. I know that we got covered into one of your marine innovation paper a few months back. It's actually fully aligned with the way we view our growth into that market. We want to bring awareness to establish insurance players, insurance marine players, and essentially being supported by um, leaders in the space such as Instec. Great. And I'm sure this podcast is one of the ways that people are hearing about autonomy perhaps for the first time. Uh, what should people remember about your company after they finish listening to the podcast? What we focused on is understanding the nitty-gritty of any financial risks that arise from supply chain disruptions, hearing directly from the end clients, the shippers, the receiver, the exporters, which been essentially on the sideline saying day in, day out that delayed coverages are needed. They don't understand why it doesn't exist. We heard some feedback saying they've been asking for so long, they lost interest in keeping asking. And for us, it's all about like saying, okay, we have that product. We need to make that product to market in order to service the client. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters to us, right? We want our insurance partner to be happy. And so the GWP and the loss ratio, but our priority number one is to service the clients the proper way. Great. And if someone's heard this podcast and they want to talk to you about supply chain risk or supporting your products, how can they find you? So you can find us. Our website is autonomy.ai, O-T-O-N-O-M-I.ai. I am very active on LinkedIn, Jan Barbaro, and I'm the only one, so it's going to be easy to find me. So please reach out to us. My email is jan at autonomy.ai. First name is Y-A-N-N. 
And I'm present at most of the intratech and marine cargo conferences, so I'm sure we cross paths at some point. We would love to talk to distribution partners, so wholesale, retail, insurance brokers, especially the parametric specialists, the marine cargo specialists, logistics. Please reach out to me. Always very, very glad and curious and intrigued to talk to a logistics platform, operator, innovator in the space. You know, there's a number of ways we can actually bring value to your clients. And uh, always, I love talking to investors. We love building relationship early. So please reach out to me. We don't have fundraising right the minute. But sooner or later, we'll be raising some capital. So glad to engage with this investment community as well. Excellent. Well, thanks, Jan. It's been great to speak to you on the podcast today. Thank you very much. Hello, Ali Smedley from the research team here. Insurers are increasingly interested in the voluntary carbon market. They're looking to buy carbon credits to help reach their own emission reduction goals, as well as to create new insurance products to protect others against the risk associated with carbon offsetting. Insect's latest report, Carbon Offsetting, the insurance use case, is now available. It gives an introduction to the market and outlines how the insurance industry has been getting involved to date, as well as future opportunities and how data and technology companies can help. You can download the report for free from our website, www.insect.co forward slash reports. Well, it's always fascinating to discover companies that have been solving or solved maybe some of the problems that many have been tackling with for a long time, such as supply chains. So great to hear from Autonomy and we're delighted to have Autonomy as one of our core members. Now, if you'd like to find out more about how we could help you, whether you're an insurer looking to find your partners and find some technology to help you underwrite or whether you are one of those technologies looking to share your stories with the world, membership might be of interest to you. So please do come find us hello at instec.co tell us what you need or me matthew grant at linkedin or on the website www.instec.co that's it we're done